Isn't God good? Good. What an amazing time this is as we go through the, the book of Acts. It's my privilege to be able to share a very little bit on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You could go share, um, spend your whole life uh, in the subject and still never mind the whole width and depth of it. Um, but I just want to, in the short message, to encourage you, but also to encourage you, if you go to the School of the Bible, we have a Bible school online, and uh, there are many, many teachings about the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and so on, and very extensive ones, mainly by Mark Manfredi. And I encourage you to go through those, because... Um, I believe that God is wanting to move in power, and it's good to know uh, more about the Holy Spirit, don't you? Amen? Amen. And so today is my privilege to share on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is just to whet your appetites today. It's such a huge, huge story. A supernatural event that birthed the church, a church birthed in power, the power of the Holy Spirit, power to enable us to be effective witnesses of Christ. And in doing so, we need to understand the difference between the indwelling Spirit of God that we receive when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and as a result, are born again. And when we are born again, the Bible says that we are born of the Spirit. And Jesus speaks of this in John 3, verses 1 to 6, in a conversation with Nicodemus. I'm going to stick to my notes because if I go off them, it could be twice as long, and I really feel God that wants to do something more. And in doing so, we need to understand the difference between the indwelling Spirit we receive when we accept Jesus Christ uh, as our Lord and Savior when we're born again, born of the Spirit. And Jesus speaks of this in John 3, verses 1 to 6, in a conversation with Nicodemus. In John 3, 1 to 6, he, write, he says, Now these, there were Pharisees, there was a Pharisee, a, a man named Nicodemus. He was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. And Jesus replied, Verily I truly tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Nicodemus replies, Can I have my water, please, Deb? Uh, how can someone be born when they're old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter into their mother's womb to be born a second time. Thank you. And this is Jesus' reply. Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. The story of redemption begins in the Gospel of Luke, chapters 1 and 2. It's a true story that we all will be celebrating soon, the birth of Christ. 
where an angel appears to a virgin named Mary in Luke chapter 1. And in verses 1 to 34, he tells Mary this, that you, Mary, will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, and he will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will, be, will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Joseph's, Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. And Mary replies, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And this is how the angel responds. The Holy Spirit will come upon you with power of the Most High. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, who will be born will be called the Son of God. Church, what an incredible story. Jesus incarnate, conceived by the Spirit and born of the flesh, hunted himself and walked the earth as a man, totally relying on the Spirit of God, as we are called to do. He then waits 30 years for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in order to begin his earthly ministry. And we read this account in Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 23. Jesus is baptized in the Jordan River, and as he comes out of the water, the Holy Spirit that has been in him since birth now comes upon him in the form of a dove and is baptized in the Holy Spirit, a baptism of power, the power to be an effective witness of Jesus Christ. And this supernatural event marks the beginning of his early ministry. And in Luke 4, we see Jesus now, full of the Holy Spirit, leaves the River Jordan and is led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he is tempted for 40 days. He then returns to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And then he then goes to his hometown of Nazareth and opens the scroll of Isaiah. And this marks the beginning of his ministry. Picking up in Luke 4, 16 and 17, Jesus comes out of the desert and he goes to Nazareth where he was brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue as was his custom and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, anointed me. And this is the key. When we are born again, just like Jesus when he was born, and we give our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Lord comes in us. But then, here Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is not only in me, but is, but is on me. For he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And this is just a quick re recap of this, and this is just a little taste, because I believe God wants to do that to do. But I really do encourage you to study and see what the Bible says about this subject. 
And in the recap, we see that from, some, from conception, the indwelling Holy Spirit of God was in Jesus Christ. Then 30 years later, Jesus is baptized in the river Jordan, and the Holy Spirit that was in him, in the form of a dove, on him, on the form of the dove, now becomes in him. And the power of the Holy Spirit comes over him, and it enables him to be an effective witness and perform signs, wonders, and miracles. And that is why Jesus could say to us, even greater things than these that uh, you will do in my name, because I'm going to the Father, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to empower you to be a witness. And here, church, is a parallel for us for as, as spiritual believers today. When we repent of our sins and accept Jesus Christ as both our Lord and Savior, we are born again, born of the Spirit, and as a result, the Holy Spirit lives in us. The Bible tells us that we become the very temple of the Holy Spirit. Paul speaks of this in, script, in scriptures like Ephesians uh, 1, 19 to 22. He says this, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become the dwelling place of God. But just like Jesus, we as born-again believers, born of the Spirit, need the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us so that we too can become powerful, effective witnesses. We need to follow the footsteps of Jesus and be baptized in both water and in the Holy Spirit. Why? So that we can do even greater things than Jesus did. Just as he promised he would, he, uh, we could in John 14, verse 12. Jesus knew that in order for us to fulfill the Great Commission and for us to be an effective witness, we would need the supernatural power working both in us and through us. And church, that is why Jesus of the resurrection appeared to his disciples and told them to wait in the upper room because he was going to send them what the Father had promised in Acts 1 verse 8. And he promised this, that you will see power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, which is our Nanaimo, in Judea, which is our Canada, in Samaria, um, which are the nations, and to the uttermost part of the earth. And a few days later, just after the census of Jesus, whilst praying in the upper room, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, comes in power. And they are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the church is birthed in the supernatural power. In Acts 2, verse 1 to 3, Luke writes this. 
When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like a blown violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Church, they had received the promise of the Father. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. The church was birthed in power and through Peter's preaching, in and through Peter's preaching on the power of the Holy Spirit. The church was born, three, uh, on the day the church was born, 3,000 were saved and Christianity spread throughout the world. Church of Bible tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And what he promised the disciples 2,000 years ago, he promises for us today. These promises are for us, church. And God promises once again that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Every short, concise um, message on the baptism of the Holy Spirit.